Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. To get a player like Nick Madrigal, uh, he just really fits what we're, what we're trying to do going forward really well. Just, I love how he plays the game. I've loved how he plays the game, you know, played the game since college. And, you know, I was envious of the White Sox that, you know, that to, to, to get a player like that, that, you know, fit, he fits so well with their, their boppers in the, in the, in the middle of the lineup. And so um, we were excited to be able to do that. And, and, and Cody Hoyer is a guy that we've always, you know, thought has a terrific arm in the bullpen. So, you know, those guys uh, will be helping, you know, the soonest. One bourbon, one scotch, one beer. That was the voice of the Cubs president of baseball operations, Jed Hoyer. I'm Mark Rody on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. And uh, he was talking about Nick Madrigal. Of course, Craig Kimbrell, who gave up the three-run bomb yesterday to Andrew Romine, traded from the Cubs to the White Sox for Nick Madrigal and Cody Hoyer. And uh, let's keep the Cubs-Sox talk hot. Sox took game one yesterday, 8-6 in 10 innings. Brian Goodwin with a big two-run homer. Also, Tim Anderson, an RBI hit as well that really put the game away yesterday because, yeah, Frank Schwindel hit the two-run homer off Garrett Crochet in the 10th inning. So the Sox beat the Cubs 8-6 to in 10 innings. Game two is today. Adbert Alzali against Carlos Rodon, 12:45 pregame here on The Score. And joining us now from the Chicago Tribune is Paul Sullivan from Wrigley Field. What's going on, Sully? How are you? Doing great, Groat. How are you? Where's Rosie? I'm well... I am well. Yeah, no Rosie today. I, I'm not really oh. sure. I think I think that he passed a drug test, which is not allowed on this show. <laughs> so he is he is not with Sorry us to today. Hear that. I will try. I yeah, it's okay. I will try to be as caustic <laughs> as possible in his stead, Thank you. if that's okay with you. Yes, of course. I um, totally. I actually want to ask you. I, <laughs> I actually want to ask you about. Nick Madrigal, because I have noticed a phenomenon that since he left the White Sox, anybody who is associated with the White Sox as a broadcaster or talker, whatever the case, pregame show, postgame show, television, radio, whatever, all of a sudden he has gone. Nick Madrigal has gone from Nicky two strikes, and we love the contact, and he's terrific and game-winning hit, and what a player! To all of a sudden, eh, he's all right. He's not that great. His defense is off. He can't hit the ball over the wall. He's too small. Is he? good or not i i think he's good uh i do agree that you know he's got some work to do defensively and uh his base running uh iq uh, you know needs to pick up a little bit but uh man i 
you rarely see a guy like that, especially in this day and age, that uh, a guy that makes that much contact and it's that difficult to strike out. Uh, you know, he's not going to be a you know all timer, I don't think, uh, Mister Three Thousand. I think he called himself in spring training, but I do think he, you know, he's going to be a good leadoff hitter. Hopefully, the Cubs put him in that position. And uh, no, I, I I don't understand all the the trash talking of Nick Madrigal uh, since the trade. But uh, I agree that uh, I, I thought Jed made a good move in getting him, and I, I also think Han made a good move in getting Kimbrel, uh, despite what happened yesterday. What did you make of what happened yesterday? Tony La Russa bringing Kimbrel in in the eighth inning. Is that just is it a bad day for Kimbrel, or is it because of the eighth inning mental block? No, I, I don't see him as having a eighth inning mental block. He pitched well uh, last week uh, against Cleveland in a setup situation. I mean, it wasn't that same kind of a game, but uh, no, I, I think that was a one-off. Uh, I think probably put a lot. Of, pressure on himself coming into Wrigley Field and pitching against his former team and you know there's just so much pressure on him now that uh, he's gone over there after what was really almost a historic uh, first half or first you know four months for the Cubs. Uh, his ERA is you know on pace to set the all-time record for the least ERA in the season so now that's probably uh, out of the realm of possibility now and he can just settle in and I think what's really going to be interesting is when we see Larissa switch the roles and put Liam in the eighth and uh, give Kimbrel the ninth, which, you know, they claim that they're going to do sometimes, but we haven't seen that yet. I don't know how you feel about it, but I do think, well, I think a couple things. I, I do think that Craig Kimbrel should get the majority of the ninth innings. However, I don't excuse what he did in the eighth inning. I mean, if we're going to talk about Craig Kimbrell in terms of is he a Hall of Famer or not, if he's getting that conversation, you damn well better be able to pitch in, in any inning. But I do think that he sh- he's, he's been a better closer this year. He's been a better closer throughout yeah. his career. Shouldn't Kimbrell just be the ninth inning guy? Um, I don't know. I mean, Liam, as we saw yesterday, he bailed them out of that game. Uh, they're they're both so good. I don't I don't see the you know the problem with giving both of them a role. And uh, Kimbrel definitely should be able to pitch the eighth inning, especially you know they're saying well you're coming in and it's not the same adrenaline. But if you can't get that kind of adrenaline pitching yesterday at Wrigley Field and the Cubs Sox game, then you know you're never going to find it. Uh, I just think it was a bad game for him, and uh, I don't think Sox fans should be worried. And you know, we'll see how Larusa handles it the rest of the year, but uh, I think it's cool that Liam said, "Hey, we, we want to win this thing, and if I have to uh, give up some save opportunities to do so, uh, I'm going to do it." Yeah, no, I I like him saying that, and I think I believe him. Of course, he wants the the high wire act and all of that, but yeah, he he is willing to go anywhere and pitch anywhere and do anything. Yeah, um, they might have rushed the t-shirts, the ponytail t-shirts, <laughs> uh, ponytail gang t-shirts. I would have held off on that for a while, but you know, other than that, uh, no problem. Yeah, um, Paulie, what what is it like covering this? Cubs team now, and how do you think that yesterday? I, yesterday was the first Wrigley Field game with 
a bunch of guys that, you know, other than Wilson Contreras and a couple. It's pretty amazing that when Patrick Wisdom or Matt Duffy comes up, I'm like, oh, yeah, you could kind of trust those guys. Like, as as before, they were punchlines themselves, or at least Patrick Wisdom was. How do you Have you been able to figure out how Cubs fans have taken this in? Are they just Cubs fans who had tickets and they're, damn it, they're still going to go to the game? Well, it's hard to tell this weekend because there's so many Sox fans here as well. Um, I think we'll get a gist of it uh, when the Sox leave town and we see how they do attendance-wise the rest of the year. But, uh, you know, obviously everyone's upset about what happened. Not everyone. There, there are some people that thought that the big three were a little too greedy. But i say, for the most part, fans were on the player's side here. They didn't think that all three of them needed to go. But... Um, you know, Jed pulled off the Band-Aid and, you know, did the whole thing at once. And I think once the shock value wore off, they're like, uh, okay, well, you know, let's see what he does this off season. And the rest of the year, it's just going to be basically, you know, go out to Wrigley Field, have a few beers, and, you know, have some fun. Uh, you know, we're used to that. Uh, in Chicago, uh, teams being out of the race in the second half. So, you know, it's not like it's anything unusual. I think it's just that uh, this Cubs team's been good for quite a few years now, and uh, it's kind of back to the old days again. Yeah, it is, and it's a matter of how, how long that will last. And Paul, I yeah, want to ask that's you, what they yeah, do. It's awesome. <laughs> right. What, what do you think, man? I mean, and Jed Ware's giving they you guys no direction. Yeah, no, he, I don't even think he knows what he's going to do, but... Uh, they claim that, uh, and I heard it on your station this morning on uh, uh, Bruce and uh, Hawk show, that Bruce says that they are going to spend money. So, um, you know, they better. Yeah, I mean, so somebody's got to come through there to, get to, you know, have some sort of fan interaction and, and reaction. Yeah. I do want to ask you about uh, David Ross, though. We know he didn't sign up for this. Like, it's possible that Jed Hoyer had to potentially foresee everybody leaving, but I don't think David Ross did. Do you think he wants to to stay on as Cubs manager? Well, yeah, where is he going to go? Well, I don't know. He's he's got other. He's talented another way. He could be a broadcaster. We know he can dance, and we know he'd probably be qualified yeah. to manage for other teams. So he all of a sudden, this has got to be a shock to his system like nobody else because he's got to be out there every day putting the lineup card together. I don't know. I, I don't. He had to know. I mean, we'd written for years that you know this day was going to come when all these three guys' contracts are up, and you know they're going to have to make a decision. So. I think when he signed on, he knew that, and it was maybe he didn't think he'd lose all three of them, but I'm sure he thought he'd lose either Javi or uh, Bryant. Um, no, I, I, I don't. You know, he's got another year after this one, and then uh, I think he has an option for the next year. So I would imagine, I'm just guessing, the Cubs will pick up that option and give him a chance to prove himself, uh, kind of as a rebuilding and development kind of manager instead of a What did you make of the whole Rizzo kind of indicating that Jed Hoyer and the Cubs were not giving, uh, handing out the money they should have to keep their guys? Do you think that 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 officially means that none of those dudes are coming back to the Cubs and it's over in that regard? Uh, I don't think you can say that for sure, but I think that certainly suggests that, uh, especially with Rizzo. 
Uh, I don't know what the offers were to everyone. We saw the one that was offered to Rizzo. Supposedly, the Athletics said $70 million five years, which kind of looked like an overpayment now after the year he's had. I know he's had a big week with the Yankees, but he really didn't produce uh, offensively for the Cubs uh, this year and, and definitely not last year. And he is 32 this week, so, you know, you've got to think of that, too. So I don't know if they were being ungenerous to him uh, unless he thought they were going to pay him, you know, just based on everyone loves Rizzo. Uh, as far as Javi and uh, Bias, or Javi and Bryant, I think uh, they could have at least signed one of them. And I, thought, I think they should have, but uh, I, I don't know what they were offering. I don't know what they were asking for. Um, and certainly neither of them have, you know, they've had better years this year, but certainly not what we expected either of them. Paulie, thank you, sir. I'll have uh, Steve Rosenblum uh, send you a text message, connect some dots, and board some planes and things like that, just so you can get your fix. Yeah, please. I, I need to know whose plane is boarding. Is it Jed or is it uh, Kimbrough? It's, pro- it's, pro- it's probably somebody with the Bears. <laughs> oh, I know my guy. Well, all of their planes are boarding. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paul. I'll talk to you later, man. All right, Carl. All right, see you, buddy. That's Paul Sullivan from the Chicago Tribune. 312-644-6767. A few text messages uh, from the 260. Perhaps Madrigal will benefit from playing on a non-contender. Lots of pressure on a young player to contribute on the team in the, in the Sox position. That's true. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe now you can, at least for a year, you can continue development. He was thrown into the fire. So, and, uh, oh, yeah, that's another thing. that Everybody said he was all of a sudden, like, Sox people saying he was overdrafted. Uh, from the 630. Poor little cub boy Grody. <laughs> okay, don't lie. Nobody from the Sox ever said Madrigal sucks. They were very complimentary and only pointed out areas for improvement. Um, from the six three zero or to the six three zero, you cannot be condescending and wrong at the same time, sir. Okay, or ma'am, whomever you are, you, just get that through your head right now. Cannot and li- this is for everybody. If you're going to be condescending, you can't be wrong, and you're wrong. Six three zero from the three one two. I remember hearing Addison Russell was Barry Larkin. Use your eyes, not your ears. Well, for the record, I did not come up with that comp back in in the day. There was a lot of things said about Addison Russell, and Addison Russell had some nice moments until he stopped having nice moments. Um, Let's see. Still no update on GM for the Cubs. Are they even looking? Maybe no intention of getting one in that position. That's a good point. I mean, Jed Hoyer, president of baseball operations, um, has not filled essentially his spot, the spot that Theo Epstein had for Jed Hoyer. There, you know, there is no general manager on the, the Chicago Cubs. Um Let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I wanted to get back to this text message because I had a little back and forth with the texture because I didn't really understand what he or she was saying. Little Cubboy Grody is your new nickname, by the way. Little Cubboy Grody. I'd accept that if the if the texter wasn't wrong. I, I'll say it again. You can't be condescending and wrong at the same time. It's like it just doesn't work. So I'm sorry, texter. Come, come back. at. I, you're not going to get blocked, right? Come on back if you want. Um, you got to do better than that. Um, okay, so you said, this is the texture, you said you were tired of seeing the Sox play crappy teams 
like the Cubs. I just don't remember hearing you say that about that great Cubs team in 2016. Um, I don't know. It's possible you're right. Um, when the, yeah, when the Cubs were demolishing every single team, I'm just. I guess I'm looking at it maybe more objectively now. Like where I'm, I am watching all of the White Sox games, and it's really. I, I guess I'm kind of making an excuse for the White Sox. To be honest with you, maybe you misinterpreted my words, texter, or maybe my tone. And I totally understand that. Sometimes that happens. Um, but for me, it's like okay, I understand that the Sox may not play as well against the the Kansas City Royals as they would play if they were, you know, playing against a, a first place team, um, you know, that, that is of, of interest at this point. And the Cubs are not, and nor are the Kansas City Royals, nor were the Baltimore Orioles. It's just, it's not fun. It's not interesting. And there is human nature involved. How up are you going to get for those teams? If you are a player, you should, yes, the, the White Sox should win those games, but, at the same time, I, I, it just sucks to watch those games. It, I it think, really does. Let me, let me try to explain why you might not have said that about the Cubs in 2016. Because at that point, you're doing pre and post. You're not really in a position like you are now to say, ah, oh, I'm sick of this. Like, would you have said on the Cubs broadcast, like, man, I'm sick of, of, of playing this, these garbage teams? No, you wouldn't say that. So you might have said that off air for all we know, just in back and forth to like producers or something. But you're not going to say that in that current in that position that you were in at the time. You're just, you you can say it now as someone that's just speaking objectively as a host or as a fan. So I, that might be the yeah, reason you didn't hear that. Right, and uh, yeah, it's look, it's always more interesting in any sport when two good teams are playing against each other, and it's often not interesting when a good team is playing a bad team it's just not fun and i've i've seen way too much of that with the or, or when it happens with the white Sox, it's just not interesting because they're so good and i'd rather see them measure up against other good teams uh from the 312 consider the source white fans loved gordon beckham i heard Sox fan callers who didn't want the Sox to trade beckham for adrian gonzalez hey you know what? Here's the thing. That I can understand because Gordon Beckham was obviously a first-round pick. He was considered like he was going to be this whiz kid. He was going to he was bacon, man. He was going to save that Sox team. And he did come up and he did have success right away. I remember him having a really good half a season where he was like a doubles machine but he's yours he's your guy and so you get excited about it and you lose sight of the rest of things because he's in your little bubble you you take possession and pride for guys that are drafted on on your team and it's sometimes it's hard to see outside of it and there's no doubt gordon beckham um was a bust in in where he was drafted seems like a great dude um, I was part of interviews with him back when I covered the White Sox and, you know, when he was around and he was a great dude. Um, and he's, I think he's going to be a pretty good broadcaster, the whole thing. But no, he, he did not live up to being a, a first round pick in any way, shape or form. Um, all right. I'm trying to, I'm looking through my notes. Oh, oh yeah. I had one more thing on the Cubs and the, and the Sox. So now Wilson Contreras relative to the rest of the roster looks like a superstar on that team. Do, does Wilson Contreras does he get to does he get to be a leader now? Now can he be a leader because he wasn't allowed to be a leader before, right? 
So now David Ross, does Wilson Contreras get to voice his opinion or or no? Is Rizzo still the leader from New York? Is he still going to pipe it in? I was just just very just wondering if, if it's okay for Wilson Contreras to speak his mind now or does he have to keep that to himself? Just wondering. 312-644-6767. Love the... Love the the interaction with texters and callers. Appreciate it. Keep it coming, even if you want to be condescending. And trust me, I come at this from as objective as a viewpoint as possible. I am not a Cubs fan. All right? Yeah. I when I was growing up, I was a Cubs fan. I and I kind of wish I still had fandom in me. I really don't. So um, this is about as objective as as you're gonna get. Sox beat the Cubs yesterday, eight to six in ten innings. How about we talk? We'll talk more baseball. And if you want to get a call in, 312-644-6767. And then I'll tell you what is going down with the Bears. Obviously, I'm not out there today, but I've been out there on most days, and I could add some insight on the Chicago Bears. I'm Mark Grody, Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There's nothing short of what I, what I expected. Um, fans brought it today. Our fans brought it today. The team showed up, um, played good ball like, like we expected, and we came out on top. So can't really ask for much more. 
White Sox outfielder Brian Goodwin, two-run homer off Manny Rodriguez, who plays for the Cubs, yesterday. Give the Sox the lead in the 10th inning. They needed it all, though. Tim Anderson's RBI hit came in handy as well. White Sox beat the Cubs 8-6 to in 10 innings. I like Brian Goodwin. I don't know if you guys heard the Brian Goodwin interview on the score with uh, Parkins and Spiegel. It was great. It was great. Other than the very beginning where Parkins screwed up, but you'll have to go back and listen to it on their on their podcast. But he is a wholly likable guy, man. Um, so and he had the biggest hit of the day yesterday. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it was Tim Anderson's hit. You know that made it eight to four at the time because you got look Frank Schwindel the two run homer off Garrett Crochet. It's just too bad that David Ross ran out of players and Zach Davies was the final out of the day. Uh, it's Mark Grody. I'm here with you for a few more minutes on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Cubs and White Sox coming up at 1245. Zach Zabman will have the pregame. Pat Hughes, Ron Coomer will have the call of the game. I'm really enjoying your the, the Cubs and Sox talk today. I'll, I'll run down some Bears stuff here in just a second. But um, back to the, the texture that we're going back and forth about Nick Madrigal. The texture writes to me, how am I wrong? Listen to Stone's comments. He never said the word suck. Madrigal was probably overdrafted, but he's a good player and hopefully will be dot, dot, dot. But anyway, um, you're right. I, I The word suck was never used. So if that's the technicality you're going to, here's my point, that ever since he's been traded, all of a sudden he has gone from Nikki two strikes and, oh, love the contact and this guy is terrific and what a player, to all of a sudden hearing about all of his flaws and the fact that he was overdrafted. And I'm not talking about just Steve Stone. I'm talking about everybody. TV pregame, radio pregame, White Sox, this, that. Like everybody who had been high on on Nick Madrigal is suddenly pointing out his flaws and saying, well, we didn't really need him. Now, is it a hell of a trade for the White Sox? And would you do it 10 times out of 10? Yes, of course I would. To to get Craig Kimbrell, it's 100% a win for the, the White Sox to make that deal 10 out of 10. I just don't like the fact that all of a sudden I'm hearing all the flaws in his game, whereas before he was great. So that, I don't know, that that bugs me a little bit. Um, 312-644-6767 is the number. Um, as far as the Bears are concerned, i not out there today, but my guy Chris Emma is. And <laughs> throw Roquan Smith on the injury list. Roquan Smith... Missed the practice today because of a, a groin injury. Same guys are out on the offensive line. That would include Elijah Wilkinson, who is on the, the COVID list. Tevin Jenkins because of his back. Jermaine Effetti, the hip. Lechavius Pig Simmons out with a concussion. Larry Borum, concussion. He is out. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a problem. Now, I never thought I would say this, but at least with Elijah Wilkinson, it's just COVID. <laughs> I know that's a bizarre thing to say, and I hope he's okay, and I hope he recovers, but most young people do recover from COVID, so the hope is that Elijah Wilkins, Elijah Wilkinson will be back soon, and that he's healthy, and that he's okay, and that his friends and family are okay as well. Um, you know, with Tevin Jenkins, who knows? We have, I just had no idea as to when he may or may not be back. Um, I got a better feeling about Effetti making his way back into the lineup soon. And then concussions, you know, that's at least a week with Lechavia Simmons and Larry Borm and maybe more because of uh, the, the tricky and complicated nature of head injuries. So when I'm out there yesterday, I'm writing down names. Okay, left tackle, I'm seeing there's Alex Bars. Left guard, 
Cody Whitehair is still out there. Center, Sam Mustafer is still out there. Right guard, hey, there's Arlington Hambright, seventh-round pick from last year. Right guard, who's that? Oh, that's Dieter Iceland, the South African-born player, the Yale guy, played his football at Yale, and now he's out there playing right guard. Tyrone Wheatley Jr. playing some right tackle. Bandora Treor, a guy, another tackle that they, they picked up last year, is out there doing work, and I have no idea who was out there doing work today. So it, uh, it's, it is something, and it is... It is to the point where, yeah, it's a problem. Anybody that has asked me, when is this getting dangerous and a problem? It's a problem three days ago. So yeah, it's getting it's getting to the point where it's it's like the Cubs right now, where it's like I'm pretty sure these are just made up names. <laughs> so like I see these beat reporters like yourself and you know everyone else like saying that these guys are playing tackle, and I'm not sure I believe that they're actually out there playing tackle. I think it's just a conspiracy. Like oh no, they're actually <laughs> out of players, and you're right. being told to say no. This guy played right tackle today. Well, it's so funny because look, there are. You know, eventually there'll be a 53-man roster. There's 90 guys out there. So when I'm doing my Bears reports, or you're following other beat reporters on Twitter, understand that there are names. There's there's dozens of names you haven't even heard yet. And there are times when all of us are looking down at our sheets. Okay, who's number whatever? Who's 82? Oh, okay. And then of course you have guys that have changed their numbers this year too. So it's it's made it very interesting and having to go this deep on a depth chart and talk about guys that maybe we wouldn't have. But you know what? That's what training camp is all about, getting some shine for some guys that wouldn't normally have gotten it. Let me get beyond the injuries here. I've been wanting to do this because every report has been about injuries. Something very interesting was said this week, and maybe it wasn't the first time it was said or the comparison has been made, but it popped up again, and that was Jimmy Graham, Bears veteran tight end, talking about... Justin Fields and kind of been like, oh man, this you know, he's kind of gave that this guy, oh man, he's good, and he he made a very earnest Russell Wilson comparison, like oh check it out, this guy like that's who I think of when I see this guy. We asked Matt Nagy then about that, and hey, hey Jimmy Graham is saying he's like Russell Wilson. What do you think about that, Matt? With Jimmy. When he says that, now Jimmy's played with some pretty good quarterbacks. When he makes a comparison like that, it's obviously going to start something with the way people react. But for us, we understand how to temper that and where, how and what he's saying. Is he saying he's Russell Wilson? No, but he's saying he has some qualities and, and possibilities to, to be like him. He has some traits that, that, that remind him of that. So that's we love hearing that. But, but Justin is going to be Justin Fields. My answer to all that would be we just understand how to temper that. Uh, but we also appreciate because Russell's a heck of a quarterback, and uh, he's had a lot of success, and he's a winner. Justin talked about that after getting drafted. He, he mentioned about how in recent years he had watched more and more of Russell Wilson. As a coach, do you go back and watch some of that tape with him? Or is that something you encourage from the coaching standpoint? Yeah, I would encourage it for him if he has somebody that he likes uh, to watch because of certain reasons, whether it's scheme, whether it's the traits that, that Russell has versus what Justin has. Um, I, I, I love that. Uh, but we're not, I'm not going to be able to go and watch tape of Russell with Justin. That's going to be something that he has to do on his own. Um, if there's things that, that we do that he likes or that Andy likes or that, you know, these quarterbacks that fit what we're doing and there's something where, you know, Russell did that play and it can help Justin because he he's, likes him and his style of game, then we'll do it. But 
all these guys growing up, they all have somebody they look up to, all of them, and uh, that's that's important. Hey, if if Justin Fields turns out to be like Russell Wilson, then that'd be great. What about the weird energy with quarterbacks? this year for the Bears like there was all the noise about Russell Wilson or the hope not the noise there was the hope and I was part of the hope with Russell Wilson coming here so you don't get Russell Wilson but you get a guy that's being compared to Justin Fields even before the Russell Wilson madness there was the Carson Wentz madness get Carson Wentz here get him here now now he's injured and and then of course let's keep on connecting the dots here Steve Rosenblum and then you had the Nick Foles attraction to that Indianapolis job because because of Frank Reich and Carson Wentz is down and injured and could Foles be there. So there's been this really interesting quarterback energy and connecting dots to to all of these guys of the names that have been mentioned for the Bears and then your third string quarterback and Nick Foles, but you know, kind of indicating, yeah, Frank Reich was awesome with me, designed an offense around me. And Carson Wentz probably sitting there going, putting his hand over his forehead going, no, I'm not, not this guy again. This guy comes in and wins my Super Bowl. So, and and my playoff game at Soldier Field in 2018. So, what a weird connections with all these the Bears quarterbacks and guys that aren't the Bears quarterbacks. It's been a fun show, and and I will say, I had the the back and forth with the texture that got a little contentious, but I love it when they end happy. And this is this is what sport is all about. 6-3-0. Fair enough. I see your point. It's natural to evaluate the trade. I guess uh, we're doing a radio show, Hyperbole. Love your show. <laughs> Thanks, 6-3-0. One little shot, though, on the hyperbole. Or maybe you're saying you were being hyperbolous. I don't know. But it's all good, man. That's what it's all about. I don't mind criticism at all, especially if it like goes back and forth like that. It's so all good. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. Thanks to Adam Stanzinski for producing the show. Thanks to Mark Shanowski for coming on. Paul Sullivan. Cubs pregame is next. I will be out at Bears tomorrow. I'll be watching Bears practice, and then who knows when I'll talk to you. Probably on Monday or something. I don't know. I never know. I, I just go on the air when they tell me. Have a great day. Zach Zabin is next. Cubs and White Sox on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to the score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So... Kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait Wait a minute, minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait. Wait. Oh, yeah. That's it. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.